0: Hey friends, it's your host, Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. As promised, here is part two of our conversation with Two Star, where you get to learn all about some of our least favorite cameos on the 10 seasons of Friends. It wasn't easy for us to pick and narrow them down, but we did, and this is quite the conversation. So without further ado, let's jump on into the episode.
1: So uh, what about your worst ones, Llewellyn? Have you got any uh, thoughts on the
0: worst? Um, I don't know. I've never been a Charlie Sheen fan. So as far as Phoebe's like, I feel like Phoebe had a lot of boyfriends throughout this whole series. Um, and he definitely wasn't one of my favorites. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen those episodes, but they just like,
1: he did just kind of come out of nowhere, didn't he?
0: He did, yeah, because he was a he was what an old sailor that just like shows up
2: out of nowhere. Wasn't he like he his, his old, submarine um, boyfriend or something? Yeah,
1: when you say he He's was an old sailor, well. that that sounds more like a <laughs> sort of somebody who was seeing a sea shanty than uh. <laughs>
3: He he is on my list of bad cameos as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's, I think that's it's a not good a great shout. performance. It's, um, he was probably um, this might be liable. we might need we might need help from uh from uh, Beth from California. It like he, maybe he was on all kinds of drugs when he did that. But well, it was I... kind of a very basic performance, wasn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's established, in fact, that Charlie Sheen took quite a lot of drugs. I don't yeah. think that's a contentious thing to say, but at that point maybe, yeah, I don't know. But maybe the, just the itching got to him and it, it made him go a bit crazy.
3: <laughs> maybe.
1: But yeah, I think that's a good shout. He was I'd forgotten about him actually, but yeah, he was very bad.
3: Mm. I, See, I, I have Richard Branson on my list of bad cameos, and mm. I don't know if it's that's quite a UK centric just because we know he's an awful person
1: very very terrible person yeah what did he play well he Uh, just played played like a
3: stall holder in um, the London episode yeah I don't think that's even even big enough to
1: be considered a cameo well it is obviously a cameo but it's not even a cameo character is it it's just a I don't know because I wouldn't I wouldn't allow you Fergie
3: oh well she's on my bad list of cameos as well (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's odd that they went to London and they had their pick of the whole of of British uh thespianism, and they could have had any actors and they went for Fergie and Richard Branson as the like the two biggest people. That just doesn't make any sense, does it?
3: well, I mean they they did have Tom Conti, Jennifer Saunders, Julie Whitfield, Hugh Laurie.
1: yeah, but then they for the for the little ones that they could have thrown in anyone for those sort of thirty second parts.
3: I think they needed them to be known in America. So like Sarah Ferguson is well known in America as a. Well, that's
1: that surprised me. I was, I sort of think of her as like a third tier royal. I wouldn't. It surprised but me that Americans would know who she was.
0: But
3: she's kind of shielded herself out in America a lot she? Based on the royal brand, I, I suppose she so. did
1: write "Budgie the Little Helicopter," didn't she? So,
3: which is a which is a rip-off of um jimbo yes isn't it
1: yeah so uh, yeah they are both both very bad cameos yeah i agree <laughs> but uh i mean I, I had both of rachel's sisters on that list because mm-hmm. i think they were really just very vapid i know that was the point but they were mm-hmm. sort of all the worst bits of rachel that you were meant to try and forget, but it just reminded me that she's still a bad person. Um, the absolute top of the, the bad characters, and Chris is going to back me 100% on this, is Tag, Rachel's boyfriend, who was her yeah. assistant, who she sort of very inappropriately groomed at work and the abuse of power. But he was completely uninteresting as a character. I can't remember anything about him apart from when he was playing on the scooter and that was only funny because of joey
2: yeah he was pretty pretty flat character for sure i think the thing
3: that didn't work is it just wasn't a very believable relationship it wasn't a very believable plot line and i think similarly to charlie is it just didn't really seem like yeah. those that up and those relationships—they didn't make sense, and so it didn't work. But Tag was the the worst; mm. he was just the worst. Yeah, yeah. So yeah imagine, I, is this the controversial subject? That you I think to we jump should.
1: In? I think we should launch into it.
3: Our fan theory.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. So Ooh, fan theory. Of, okay.
1: Yeah. So one one of the interesting things about Friends is for a series set in new york city that went across the time of 2001 and in particular the 11th of september 2001 they never address that i mean they, they have sort of little nods to it with um after that they would they would wear fdny t-shirts quite a lot and joe and china suddenly got an american flag in their apartment but apart from just a, a very small end credits card saying this is dedicated to people of New York. They never addressed it. And, and in script, they never addressed it. And we think that's a either they, well, they, they either live in a parallel universe where 9-11 never happened or, uh, and what we like to think of it as, is Tag is sort of there as the personification of 9-11 because he's just so awful. <laughs> and he ruined everything.
0: But tag comes in before 9-11 happened.
1: Well, I Yeah, think we they, worked yeah. this
3: out. We well, then we started to think, was that foreshadowing?
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> they knew they knew it was gonna happen. In which case <laughs> oh, Are they in some are they in some way responsible? Could they have stopped it?
0: Because of Tag I mean
1: who knows? But <laughs> who's to say that tag wasn't the sort of the final straw for Al Qaeda?
3: <laughs> it, it was something that occurred to me is 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 that a plausible that that um uh, Osama bin Laden was getting the videos of friends shipped into his compound yeah and then and then the tag character appears and he thinks no I'm that's it this. western civilization has to go I'm gonna make a stand here do you think yeah. that that's so that's our controversial friends
2: theory <laughs> <laughs> So wow. it's controversial but it doesn't it also it's that's oh, it, a, it's, it's a lot.
3: <laughs> well like, like I, I mean we've seen from QAnon that that um conspiracy theories don't have to hold up to any kind of logical it's true. scrutiny. That's true. That's
2: true. Yeah. That's very so, true.
3: So so I you you can't you can't say anything that will persuade me and Graham that we're not correct here all
2: right Um, good
1: to know and at the very least you have to acknowledge that it it could be it could be true
3: for balance so yeah a big a big challenge we have with our media is balance so they'll get um they'll get a scientist with like five doctorates to talk about a topic that they've spent their whole life researching and they'll say well for balance um we'll get um We'll get Jamie, who has said on Twitter that he thinks it's not true, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're we're balanced in that that um, you you're you're using all the facts and reasoning and and um, stuff that exists to say this isn't this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But me and Graham reckon it is it true. Is. <laughs> <laughs> And and both and, and this is important with the balanced debate in the media, both of these opinions should be equally as valid.
1: Yeah, we would have to be given equal footing on the BBC.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's odd though that that the terrorist attacks in nine eleven had not not acknowledged because it's set in New York and if you're living in a city and something like that
2: happens, mm-hmm. you, you're going to mention it, aren't you? I had I heard somewhere that they, they had, I'm actually, I was trying to find it. Cause I, I remember seeing a, a fact, like a behind the scenes fact about that very topic. I just cannot, I just can't find it. Um, I think they were, they had a, um, I think maybe they had an opening scene recorded or part of an opener, and then they decided not to air it. I think mm.
3: but
2: i ugh.
3: i mean the other thing is if you if you condensed um a week of my life in at the moment and you thought well let's let's get the the funnest half hour you wouldn't you wouldn't have hours and hours of me spent looking at Twitter and being worried about. Covid nineteen,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, so you, you maybe would think, oh well, why isn't why isn't that mentioned in these half-hour highlights package? Um, so, do
1: you, th- do you think they could get half an hour of sitcom out of your life? Um, I think it would be hmm. quite quite a dark comedy <laughs> at best. <laughs> I don't know that enough sort of funny or interesting things happen. To, to make half an hour a week.
3: I mean, I think they would note that it's, it's quite often that, you know, I don't I don't get dressed properly until lunchtime. Um, I am working. I start work at nine, but I, I don't bother changing out pyjamas for the first half of my day. That might that might be a little uh, that might be part of it. Do you think it certainly could be? It's funny to be late to work when you're working from home yeah it's quite a skill isn't it the commute was terrible today
2: (laughs) (laughs) um so I was just reading like the um the executive producers and um their responses of what happened because it was about to go into the eighth season during production and they realized they didn't want to do it like they weren't a topical show to begin with Um, And so they said that they had the thought of maybe doing like a very special episode of friends, but instead of trying to portray how distressed the friends would have been trying to figure out what happened and deal with it, they thought like, we know what the show means to the audience and they felt it was more of a comfort food during that time. And so if Mm -hmm. anything, they should be funnier than ever. And so even though they didn't do the special episode that they had originally thought of, they did just like Graham was saying, those small visual things um, to pay tribute to everyone. So even like the notes that were on Joey's door with that white, like whiteboard they they would have some kind of reflection of what was going on in the city at that time on that whiteboard. Um, Mm. And and the flag they mentioned too, even in the coffee shop. Um, So they said they tried in really subtle ways, just making it like a nod to what happened, but, that they weren't going to talk about it just based on what that show really was I, think,
3: I mean I think that's a that's a plausible explanation and mm-hmm. it does make sense that um, y- you would want to keep it light and and a nice time yeah for a I think-
2: time.
3: but also me and Graham know the truth mm. so right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see how
1: I don't see how tonally they could have possibly addressed it and not made it a completely different show so, yeah
2: yeah, mm, yeah.
1: and uh, apparently
2: Lisa Kudrow is credited with saying that like people would stop her either on the street or just in her like you know living daily life and like thank them for the show because of like it was it was like the only humor like at the mm. time and so I think mm. I think they probably made a good call because I think you're right Graham like how could you possibly address something on that largest scale without revamping the last, you know, that whole eighth season while you're already in production, that would be mm. tough for anybody. I mean,
3: we, we are, um, we're using it as a comfort food version of television now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 25 years later. Well, right.
1: And they've, they haven't mentioned COVID-19 at all, have they? Which is another massive plot hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how dare they!
1: <laughs> yeah. they
2: didn't.
1: That's uh, it, what surprised me really Is that Lisa Kudrow wasn't stopped in the street More often and asked Why didn't you stop them letting Tag be In this series <laughs> Because Yeah, I mean all of the six Of them, anyone could at any time Have said, I'm not doing it I'm not, Like they must have had table Reads, they must have had all of these sort of yeah. Writer sessions where they were Discussing it, and nobody said I mean, Chandler obviously let him off the hook because I don't think he was fully there at that time, was he? He was, uh, he Um, he was off. Yeah,
2: he was. (laughs) Yeah, seasons three through six were a blur to him.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, no one stopped him. Just going back to what you said at the beginning about having a break in between seasons. Would, Mm -hmm. if you did that, would either of you have developed a drug problem over the summer and then come back, (laughs) sort of having gained fifty pounds because? You, you can tell which season it is just by looking at Chandler's face
2: yep. really right. quickly. Uh-huh. Yeah, he gets like, he's like pretty normal, then he gets like really skinny, then he starts to bulk up again. And then between mm. that one episode where he's wearing that red shirt and it's the season finale and then the very beginning of the next season it's almost like a same. continuation of that same scene yeah but then he like loses 50 pounds it, yeah. it looks yeah. like and he's
1: it's like he had a twin but...
2: it was crazy yeah. yeah yeah when you're watching them but... side by side in a row you're like whoa you know it's it's different. yeah
1: there's a lot of episodes where you look at him me think that's not a man who's very well and yeah they're... yeah for yeah. sure but i, think... I mean yeah, go ahead. To, in his defence, if somebody gave me that much money for something that I wasn't that good at as my job, then I would I would absolutely go off the rails immediately. If somebody was giving me a million dollars an episode for this podcast, I would be a mess.
3: <laughs> I'm not sure you would be. I think you'd you'd think, oh, that's nice.
1: No, i I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd go. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah, I'm probably boring enough. That what
3: it would wouldn't you do it? what would you do? You just think, oh, I'll put that in the bank, and that's that's good. Watch, watch <laughs> the interest the grow. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wouldn't that pay some if I was getting a million dollars. I think I could pay the whole thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. You'd get taxed. You'd get taxed on that.
1: Yeah, that's true. Pleasure. I'd like to look for look for loopholes. I'd, I'd invest in accountants. And uh, find ways to not have to pay any of that tax.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, awful tax. Donate. Chris, Chris is going to be very upset by that because he loves tax. He loves paying tax. I love tax.
3: paying tax. It's
1: his favourite <laughs> thing. He is a socialist.
3: Yeah, I am. I love paying tax and thinking yeah. about it helping people. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, ah, wow. Well, I, I like paying tax under a, a government that is competent and. Is spending it wisely—that's not how it
1: works. You don't get to choose.
3: <laughs> you don't. Maybe if I paid more taxes, the government would be better. Well maybe, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Um,
1: so, okay,
2: I'll. Are you done with your three, Graham? Or those, those are my pass? three.
1: Yeah, uh, tag, tags the big one. I have vented okay. on him. I can, uh, I can rest easy now.
3: I think okay. the thing is, is that the the show's so good that my bad list was like three people and that was it. And my good list was I ran out of space and had to pick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would say I had a lot in the indifferent category. Like they weren't good, but they Mm. weren't bad either. Um but the the three I think bigger ones that stick out for me for bad was Christina Applegate as Rachel's sister. Um Winona Ryder. Maybe I just don't like her as an actress just based on that performance. But I think she's my least favorite in the entire show. Mm. Um, And then I would say either Salma Blair or Arden Mirren are two of like, I don't like, I don't really like their performances either.
1: You're going to have to help me out on both of those.
2: Okay. Um Selma Blair was Chandler um when Chandler's in Tulsa in a way for Monica. She's the
1: coworker okay, that tries yeah.
2: to like oh, make an yeah. advance. And then Arden yeah. Mirren is um back with Monica um cleaning the house, and Monica thinks that she's stolen her jeans. Okay, yeah. So I don't know if it was more of like it's just a boring plot point, or I don't know if it was Arden Mirren herself. It just wasn't my favorite all around, mm. I guess.
1: I think with um, with Selma Blair, it's interesting what Chris says about, or it was you that said that, wasn't it, Chris? They're nearly all men, the cameos. And when you do get a woman cameo, they are very two-dimensional. And her character was, oh, here's a slut who's going to tempt Chandler. And that's it. They didn't right. need to develop it beyond that in any way.
2: Yeah. Whereas she, Brad stole was, a,
3: she stole a ham from someone's office party.
1: Well, that's yeah. even worse she did how was that in her defence
3: yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure it was. But it was it was more interesting than. yeah
1: <laughs> but um and yeah the, the maid who stole the pants I mean she didn't have she any didn't agency as a, as a victim of sexual harassment did she
3: <laughs> no
1: which is which isn't great yeah but yeah they yes they are, they are both, both I mean I would say they were both forgettable because I couldn't remember either of those and I had no idea either of them were recognisable actors. So uh, that's not a good start, is it?
2: I would also say, I know this is like a fifth one, but um, Jennifer Coolidge, I feel like every time she plays any sort of character, it's always the same character that she plays. Um, She was Monica and Phoebe's old friend that's coming into town um,
1: with the british accent
2: yeah and she's got the long blonde hair and she's just yeah but she plays that character in other movies and stuff that i've seen her in too in the other movies they make more sense in context but in this episode i was like okay this is just jennifer the same jennifer coolidge 20 mm. years earlier
1: yeah i think the only thing i could name her from is being stifler's mom i don't think i could think of anything else that she was in
2: She played in a movie called uh, Cinderella Story with uh, was it Hilary Duff? (laughs) Is that it, Llewellyn? And Chad Michael Murray, yeah. Yeah, she was like the mom. And she is the uh, the exact same character. Exact same.
1: Ah, okay.
2: So those are my leasts. I've thought of another one. Hmm. Ben.
3: I think Ben is just an irritating... Character. Well, that's Sprout. why
1: Ross wanted to get rid of him. That's why Ross refused. That's why he severed all contact after they had
0: Emma. Yeah.
3: So I've I've, I've got you another know, child. I never see that first one again. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if it's the the actor was annoying or the character he was meant to play was annoying mm. or well, if on, children should... are just annoying in general. I mean, he was <laughs> Ross's son, so there's that.
1: Yeah, he didn't have a good start in life, did he? Oh,
3: I'm no. thinking in particular of the where where Rachel teaches him all the tricks. Oh, the mm-hmm. prank episode, yeah. A prank episode,
0: which is quite good, but it just well, that's one of the first episodes where we actually see Ben like as a character, that he's yeah. not like a toddler, right? Right.
1: With the horrible bowl cut haircut. Cuts.
0: Oh, I, I mean Ben
3: of um, the the Monica Bang episode. Mm that was a great performance i'm not even sure if it's the same actor though i I was
1: gonna say that can't be
3: but the yeah the one that did the the prank episode just just was irritated by the the little dickhead
1: yeah i think he's just a bad actor anyway and i think it's i think it's the actor i don't think it's the character because he was in big daddy and he was the worst thing by a long way. About and this is an Adam Sandler film. And imagine being the worst thing in an Adam Sandler film, and not being Adam Sandler, because he he uh, sort of has this speech impediment where he says like his Rs as W's, but he can't even do that properly. Like he pronounces it Frankenstein, and it's so badly done. Like don't even bother, mate. Just give up. And uh... but then I guess. Well, was would he have been played by twins at that point? Is It's when they're younger, they have to be played by twins, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's he Dylan was, yeah. and Cole Sprouse, but I think only Cole Sprouse played him. I don't yeah, think he Cole. was played by his twin.
1: Was yeah. he like stunt double? I <laughs> no. didn't have any stunts, did he, really? No. I guess being left on a bus is kind of a stunt.
2: Well, at that but, um, point, he was just he was a baby, baby, though. It wasn't Cole.
1: Oh, right, so that wasn't even... So, what was the point of him then?
2: The little baby, yeah, just a beginning well, storyline.
3: In um, in Fraser, um, the dog that played Eddie, when he got older, um, he was too much of a star to have done any of the rehearsals. So his son used to work in the rehearsals, and then the main dog would come in for the actual filming and just do it in one take because he was such a pro. So maybe in these twins, one of them was rubbish and was just the same size and shape as the, the good actor baby.
1: <laughs> I've just uh, done a Google image search of Cole Sprouse, and I don't mind telling you that he has grown into a hottie.
2: <laughs> He's not actually bad. and definitely I think he... got way better. Yeah, for sure. He's gone on to do like Riverdale... Um, Actually, that's the only current show I know him in. And I I think he was okay
3: then. um, Cole Sprouse is a really bizarre name. Is it short? Sprouse? Cool. No. Well, I mean, like I accept a surname, but Cole is.
1: No, Cole, you get loads of Americans called Cole. I used to know an American called Cole. Didn't like him. That's beside the point.
2: All right, yeah, Cole I think Cole it's just together, Cole
3: it is
1: Coal, but we have we have people called Cole in this country. We have Andy Cole, Joe Cole.
3: Well, that's a surname. Ashley Cole. So, do you know anybody with a a first name of Cole? Yeah, loads. <laughs> How many? Every third person <laughs> on the street. A seven. You know, seven Coles.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's uh, Cole uh, Robertson,
3: right? Okay. Yeah. What does what does he do? I,
1: I used to work with him. Um, right. There's Cole um, Cole, which was a bit of oh, a funny Cole. story because his parents, yeah, his parents yeah. didn't think it through. Um, Cole Smith, two Cole, Cole Smith, Smiths, good.
3: Right? Yeah, two of them. Right, that, yeah. that's helpful. Yeah. Uh,
1: how many did I say? Seven. And then yes, I, seven, yeah. I never found out the other surnames. I, I, we were on first name oh, terms. Okay. I didn't name
3: name terms only. Okay. Didn't need
1: to know. One of them actually didn't have a surname, he we just went by cole like share.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. I like that.
1: So yeah, but yeah, very, very common name. And what the hell is Chris? Was that short for something? <laughs> <laughs> So I've, I've tried to encourage Chris to experiment with uh, the shortening of his name to Topher. Um, <laughs> like like TOFA Grace. Um, is is that something that I think that's something that could work better in the US than it could in the UK.
2: I don't know how much better.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Cause I think if you said to somebody in the US, as long as you were confident with it and you had good teeth, you could say, yeah, my name's TOFA, And they would just they wouldn't question it. They'd just say, okay. If you said that's somebody in England, they would firstly call you a wanker and then secondly refuse to call you Topher.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. Would well, I need to change my last name to Sprouse? Topher Sprouse. Topher, Sprouse. <laughs> Topher Cole. I like that. Um, I'm, I'm Cole Sprouse's uh, second cousin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. And when people said go. who is Cole Sprouse? You could say the little boy from Friends. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> no. Well, I think that's. I mean, we've we've kind of gone through them, haven't we? That, but on the whole, I think we're in favour of cameos and supporting characters. I think we've uh, this scientific research we've done tonight has uh, shown that they're more good than bad, <laughs> and that's important. But Tag does count as about seven on the bad list because he's yeah. so bad. Mm -hmm. and david i think counts as three on the good list because he's so good so
3: yeah you
1: know swings around about
3: it it depends if we're scoring this in fahrenheit or celsius really right yeah it
1: it does yeah yeah
2: (laughs) what did you guys think of um like i'm thinking of pretty strong cameos but they're also like i don't know like uh freddie prince jr when he was their nanny
1: Oh, yeah. And that was it highlighted Ross's toxic masculinity, didn't it? hmm. Yeah.
2: And then yeah, I uh, like John Stamos, too.
1: John Stamos. I just watched that episode yesterday and it came up at the end saying and, and, you know, saying this person was played by John Stamos. And I think that's the first time I've ever realized who John Stamos was. <laughs>
3: sure what character is this? It's
1: just a name I knew. He's um, the
2: one that Chandler invites over because they find out that obviously Monica can't have kids. And so his it's an interview, a weird interview.
1: But I, yeah, it's a name that I know very well. And I had no idea who he was. And I looked him up and I don't think there's even any reason to know who he was because he's not in anything big. Not certainly not just made it over here.
2: Yeah, Full House was his main thing in America. Mm-hmm. It was a TV series. Llewellyn, um, was that at the same time?
0: Yeah, it, no. I think it ended shortly after Friends started. It was early okay. 90s.
2: Early 90s, okay. So yeah, he was really well known from that because he was like the um, heartthrob of that series. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> well, he's
0: not I don't know. It was, it? And and he's like, no oh, he's trail, very popular here. <laughs> no.
1: So uh, <laughs> I think the only other sort of recurring part that needs to be mentioned is Janice. And I think she is quite hard done by. I think she gets a lot of stick. And apart from having an annoying laugh, I don't think she does anything. I mean, apart from going back to her ex husband, but she wasn't a bad guy person Mm -mm. she was just very irritating and i think that's unfair to to judge her by that especially when they're all friends with ross
2: right true right and the fact that she the weird part to me was that she kept coming in and out of chandler's life in like really quick succession like at the beginning and then disappeared for a while and then she reoccurred and she dated ross for like a storyline. And that was really yeah. strange to me. And Ross was so annoying that Janice left, Janice left him. Yeah. Which, you know, is just, it's funny for those of us who, you know, obviously don't like Ross. Um, but yeah. And then, and then we don't see her again until the end where she, you know, is buying, looking at the house that Ch- Chandler and Monica are looking at.
1: Mm. I, having watched it sort of a couple of episodes a night, And going through and binging it It really feels like Janice gets overused Towards the end Mm. Because when they're at the fertility clinic She just shows up And then when they're buying a house And I think when they're getting married She does as well And it's sort of three or four in quick succession You think oh they're they're really milking that I guess Mm -hmm. I didn't notice it at the time Because the episodes were so far apart Right But um, I think it was an easy punchline wasn't it
3: yeah, and and I think that happens a lot. That towards the end, you just think, oh, what 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 do we know that works? Mm. We'll get Janice in. So mm-hmm. saying that Janice kind of deserves a bit more of a mention. Who would be your seventh friend? You've got the main six, but who is number seven on there? It's a bit like being well, the fifth beetle.
1: I think oh. I know what everybody's going to say and I'll preempt it and tell you that it's not Mike. I will not let you have Mike.
3: Okay, because he's kind of there at the end, Yeah, and there are seven, aren't they?
1: Yeah. But there's you one correct answer. Yeah, it's Gunther.
3: Oh. He's, the, he's the glue that, <laughs> that holds the gunther <laughs> um, oh
0: Because
3: I, I hadn't thought of this question until I asked it. Mm. Um, I think Gunther's a very strong shout.
1: He's there he, right
3: from the start.
1: If he hadn't killed Terry and saved Central <laughs> Perk, then none of this would have happened. Mm. Joey couldn't have gone into Central Perk and shouted Mike. Um, Monica and Chandler would never have got together for reasons that I won't go into because they're so obvious. Uh, it's not that I don't have to think of any. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I, think, uh, I think Gunther. I mean, it is Mike, isn't it? It has to be, really.
3: But I know, and that's the it hard came
1: thing. To... too late.
3: Yeah. Even well, I think maybe through, thinking like... too much about how it ends mm. rather than how it went, because I think I think it is between Gunther and Mike. I think they both got a pretty good claim. Mm. But,
2: but, does but then Janice is more of a claim. Constant. Does Gunther just have claim because he's, like, in the background at where they meet? Yeah. But he doesn't interact with them really at all.
1: Well, not that you see, so but he's pulling this, all the strings, isn't he?
2: This he's sitcom so he,
3: about my life that I'm thinking of writing that's like 30 minutes a week, hmm. the postman, there's possibly a non speaking part, is going to have quite a big element in it because he's just there in the background. It's
1: the only human that you see some days. The only
3: <laughs> human that I see some days is the postman. Yeah. <laughs> and I just see him walking past my house because there's no mail for me.
1: You know that episode of well, One Foot in the Grave? One Foot in the Grave, where it's just Victor Meldrew in the house on his own. There's no other characters. And at the time, it was seen as a very bold thing to do. Actually, it was really boring. That would be your... That would be your whole whole existence. Just (laughs) you moaning about stuff and not being able to work the the video.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's going to have to be Mike. Because just looking through the list even of... All the recurring and all the, you know, guest stars, there really was nobody that didn't come in for a storyline that was significant enough outside of relationship. So even though Tom Selleck had a decent run with Monica and makes an appearance at the end, it's not like you would add Tom Selleck as the seventh friend because his entire arc was because of Monica being a main character.
1: Yeah, he had sit. a he had a start, a middle, and an end. Whereas Mike had a start and a middle, but we never right. got to see the end. And you you just kind of have to take it on faith that yeah. they, they stay together, which I think they would have done. Ross and Rachel would not. Ross and Rachel would have broken up after a month. <laughs> I think I think Phoebe and Mike would have stayed.
3: Yeah. So I've got a I've got an, an alternative suggestion that you look at who was in the most episodes and like the main cast i think they'll be they were all in all of the episodes i think but then down the list there'll be the next person along and maybe they've got a claim just on the number of episodes they've been in
1: and do you have those stats
3: i don't have those stats that's a suggestion (laughs) that would
1: have been quite a good lead into an actual bit of content wouldn't it
3: well, I mean, I can I can look now, and it would be a bit. I think a that's not boring.
1: that's not great. But video, is it?
3: thinking about that, what about um, Jack and Judy Geller? Because no, they have been they have been back way before. They're in all the prequels.
1: But then, are they together as the Seventh Friend? Or are they the seventh? I think they
3: because yeah they're married they're married so So, yeah they're one person yeah so they're one person because they're married so because they knew three of the main characters from from their childhoods
1: yeah okay
3: they appear in a lot of episodes
1: okay I don't know they drive any storylines forward
3: no but does Phoebe drive any storylines forward? Does Joey really drive any storylines forward? No, that's a. Fair They're just point. there doing silly things.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> are there any other honourable mentions that we need to cover? Otherwise, I think we've taken up quite enough of your time. We should let you get back to your days because it it must be nearly four o'clock there, and we've just wasted your whole afternoon.
3: I have a point of order. Yeah. And then I have a question for our guests. Okay. So okay. the point of order okay. is uh, uh, you, you oh. were talking about Barker loungers.
1: I thought you dropped out again then. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> the Barker so lounger!
3: You were talking about Barker loungers, and you didn't know the the fine history of Barker loungers.
2: I have no idea. So
3: they are made by the Barcolo Manufacturing Company of Buffalo, New York. But they are now um, produced in Morristown, Tennessee. (laughs) Oh! So you could do a factory tour. (laughs) Do you think
1: if you could do a factory tour, they let you play quick draw with two Barker lounges?
0: (laughs) Probably not right now, because, you know, social distancing. Oh,
1: yeah, that's
2: true.
3: (laughs) So, yeah. Because the company was founded by Edward J. Barclow in 1896, and it's the oldest U.S. manufacturer of reclining chairs. So wow. Wow. that's all good to know. That is the company know. was a f- the first U.S. company to allow coffee breaks to their staff in 1902. Wow. So commies. So now, you know, all about Barker loungers.
2: Well that Good. kind of makes sense with the coffee breaks too. I mean, we spend, you know, 3 quarters of the show of friends in a mm. coffee shop, so that that seems maybe Central ran.
3: Perk is the seventh friend.
2: Maybe the actual oh, oh, yeah. that's building. Real, that's real sweet. Or mm-hmm.
1: well, in that case maybe Mr. Trigger is the seventh friend.
3: <laughs> I'd be happy with that.
1: Cuz if they if they didn't have working plumbing <laughs> um, where would they have ended up?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's Maybe true. Mr. Heckles was the seventh friend.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he died off real quick.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he he um, he lives on in Chandler's heart. <laughs> His old man. It's true. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: So I'm pleased that I've I've let you know that. I think that's yeah. important yes, to know. Thank
2: you. I think it is too. My and we
3: question. Will. Yeah, my question is, what are you going to do when you've finished talking about friends,
1: Joey? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be I'm going to go on the record as saying that I won't. I won't be listening when you move on to yeah. Joey
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you're over halfway through season two. You're shortening mm-hmm. the years because you're you're not having that that um, gap. If you're getting through two seasons a year. You need to think
0: well, what you're going to do next, Llewellyn. Well, we haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> no, we haven't.
1: <laughs> well, The Office has nine seasons, Ugh. so that could be the next project that will she would be getting pull your time.
2: Um, Llewellyn hates The Office, so what? This Hang on a minute, me, brought up. Okay, oh, wait. No, they... I'm actually surprised. Do you guys like the American version of The Office? Yeah. Okay. I I, I, I've heard that it's like a, like, we like our version. Our version is the best. How dare you copy it? And that's like final say. Mm-hmm.
3: I, think the, I think they're very different things. I yeah. think that I don't know enough about the US version to really understand because I've kind of seen the first five, 10 minutes of episode one a few times and then just thought, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Um, And I've given up. The first
1: couple of episodes were very in the mold of the British office. Right. But then I'd say from a couple of episodes in season two, they really broke away from it and they developed all of the supporting characters to the point that it it was really an ensemble thing. Not just, I mean, there's no way the the UK office could have sustained nine seasons because everyone would have killed themselves. 'Cause it was so bleak and it was so sort of one trick. And it was good and I liked it, but the US Office had so much warmth and heart to it and uh yeah, it couldn't have sustained that. I, I, I really love the US Office and yeah. it's different. I, I prefer it to the UK office, but it is a very different thing.
2: Yeah. Okay. I think it's
3: like a good a good cover version of a song in that they've taken the the material and they've done something different.
1: Well maybe it's a covers band. Different that started out doing a cover version, but then wrote their own material and it turned out was better.
3: Maybe. And that's
1: never happened, but that's what it Um.
3: is. (laughs) Okay. Well, the Beatles were a cover band.
1: Okay. Well, there you go.
3: All bands start as cover bands, don't they? I
1: guess. Just
3: don't name themselves after the the original.
1: Okay. How about it's the Ruttles wrote, okay, computer. That's the analogy we're working with here.
3: The Rottels wrote okay, computer." Yeah, yeah, OK. Yeah,
2: that's fine. Good. all right. What's hard about uh, considering the office, besides the fact that Llewellyn would not join me as a co-host, <laughs> although it'd be interesting for her to go through it, hating it, and bring the other side, you know, perspective. Well,
1: we'd like to do that with Dan and friends, but there it is. Maybe, um, maybe. I don't. Know, I, sh- I don't know if Dan has. I don't know if Dan mm-hmm. likes the office. I think he possibly does. Maybe we could have like an exchange program <laughs> where you <Luana laughs> come and join us and, um, yes. and Dan could go and talk about the office.
2: There you go. That'd be an, good. An exchange student process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I like that. No, um, I like I, the only thing you need to remember is you can be as horrible to Dan as you like and okay. it, it would be fine. <laughs> Okay. He, he, he'll still be, you'll still be nicer than we are to him, and it's very much like a like a, an abused puppy. He just keeps <laughs> coming back to us. He just,
3: oh. just, just wants us to love him. I'm not, I'm not sure that's accurate because, because I try and be nice to Dan and he's mean to me.
1: Yeah, but that's because you've conditioned so, him.
3: So he doesn't I trust think,
1: you. You damage that trust.
3: I think I'm weirdly at the bottom of that that chain of abuse.
1: The abuser, he became the abuser.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, serves you right. Yeah. <laughs> so not the office.
2: Well, it would just be You've hard to You've got a bit of
3: time to think, haven't you,
2: you? got the office ladies who do their own podcasts and they're on the show. So yeah. all the behind the scenes, all of the tips and tricks and all the things that you wouldn't get from anybody else because they weren't there is kind of done in this... In this all-inclusive, it's like once someone from the show does it, there's really no room. Yeah. they're
1: kind of more qualified.
2: Yeah, you're going to get the most mm. information. It's like a one-stop podcast. So what
1: about um, Happy Days? must have been true. loads of episodes of Happy Days. Well, then that'd be even more interesting because you'd, you'd <laughs> learn along with uh, the listener, wouldn't you? That's
3: and true. the cast are probably too old or too dead. To do a it's podcast too, too rich. So...
1: Too famous. <laughs> Ron Howard's not gonna go back and, and do a, a a podcast of happy days, is he? He's making so Oscar winning movies.
2: <laughs> yeah, so mm. we haven't we haven't thought about it.
3: <laughs> I'd I'd like to claim Malcolm in the Middle because I've re-watched all of that. And uh yeah, I'd like to buy the option up for a Malcolm in the Middle podcast. <laughs>
1: In the sort of the one with friends extenders universe, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> we'll just do crossover, um, uh, like theories and stuff. We'll just make them up, It's yeah. like you, just like the other one that you just made up and told us about. We'll just make our own up together, yeah.
1: Like the, the dad out of Malcolm in the Middle then became Walter White
3: because he went into witness protection, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: good. Well, hang on, it was Malcolm in the Middle before or after Breaking Bad then?
3: Um, uh, before? Before.
1: So he went into Winter's Protection and then became Walter White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's a,
2: yeah.
1: that's an odd story arc. It's a I, spotted, I like it.
2: Spotted past, for sure. Yeah. I mean,
1: good.
3: for it to be the other way round would require him to have faked his own death very convincingly. Yeah. And then gone back in time. Yeah. And... I don't think they'd get put him in witness protection. I think he would be then like he'd assumed a new identity.
1: Okay, Well, that's more or less the same thing.
3: Yeah. Okay. Maybe it loops round. Maybe it's infinite.
1: Oh, he's like the like universal constant. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Could be. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time, and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll allow you to leave and go and do something useful with your day.
2: Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. How can people find you? Um the one with friends podcast. Um you can find that on social media. That's the name of our podcast. Um you can email us at the one with friends, the one being a numeric one at gmail.com. I
1: I I meant how can people actually find you? Like
2: personally, oh, oh, and shriek at you. Yeah, and... yeah, my home address. No, I'm just kidding. All
1: right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, and uh,
3: yeah,
1: and yeah, the end.
2: Bye.
3: <laughs> do
1: never know. I'm not good at ending the podcast. Really. Well, we'll, and I'd we'll say...
2: connect again soon. How about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's much more professional. Hang on, I can end it like this.
3: <laughs> I thought it was going to be a sad trombone. Well, no.
2: <laughs> no. No. Like
3: you a end like that a. Wa wa. <laughs> I don't have that available. Play RC shanty again.
1: Uh, no. That's your outro. Okay, yeah, go on then. That's that's the outro forever. Okay, well thank you very much for joining us.
3: Thanks,
0: guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks guys.
1: Yeah. So no one told you life was gonna <laughs> be this way. Chop so you your broke your love life steal your away. way. I will, I will be there
3: before. for you when the rain starts to fall.
1: I will be, be there for you just like, like I've been there before. before. Dum, dum,
0: dum, 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 dum. <laughs> and there you have it guys the rest of our conversation with two star where you learned all about some of our least favorite cameos and you get to hear their fun sea shanty as the episode closed which was quite hilarious so thanks for that one Grammy Chris thank you who knows we may have them on the podcast again um, especially as it gets closer to the season with Emily so keep a lookout for that Um, that probably won't be the last time you hear from two star on our podcast but in case you just want to hear more from them go to our show notes where we will include all of their info so you can check out their podcast over at two star and also check out our social media feel free to Reach out to us via email. All of that will also be in our show notes, and we'd love to chat with you guys. So, yeah. Um, Next week, we will get back into the Friends episodes, and I believe next week we are going to be talking about the episode titled The One Where Drake Remore Dies. So, we will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast.